planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, hello and welcome, everybody. Hope everyone's having a great week here, the Sustainable Success way. We are so grateful again for all of you making this show each and every week grow in numbers as we've been doing now for over six years. Yeah, it's hard to believe. We've been now on the Voice America Business Channel since April after moving over from the Influencer Channel. So again, if you are new to our show, you found us here at the Voice America Business Channel. And you can also follow us on Apple as well and including our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. That's Sustainable Success 2017. There we've had many of our great guests sharing their words of wisdom and insights to take your business and your level of influence to the next level. So if you have any questions or would like to have any insights for future content, feel free to reach out to us at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing alumni together from all different generational types an opportunity to rekindle old relationships or perhaps meet new people for the first time. This is a paid membership source, meaning that it takes all the noise out of social media, allowing you to come in on your time to generate genuine, authentic relationships with others, opportunities perhaps to meet your next business partner or land your next new job opportunity. Again, feel free to check them out as they offer a wide array of different services that are not available elsewhere as being a member of the alumni Direct Network. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. Well, we got a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about career catalysts for professionals. You're going to be learning, you know, how to really, you know, in six weeks or less, really land that next best job in your career and how to go about doing it. Uh, We have a, a, a great, we have an expert and a great guy, Todd White, that's going to be sharing with us here today. I know Todd personally. Todd is a recovering engineer and CEO, as well as an executive coach for ClearPeg LLC. He has over 30 years of building professionals like you and has done over 30 global business assessments with experience across 20 industry verticals, serving companies as Accenture, BP, Chevron, Pratt & Whitney, Sikorsky, and Sony. To describe his career as diverse is an understatement. Not only has he worked across multiple functions and industries, he has also lived and worked abroad. Bottom-up, top-down, he knows how to work with people, functions, and industries. His unique perspective allows him to relate to almost any situation that a business or employee may encounter. He meets his clients where they are, and together they build forward together. And without further ado, we welcome Todd White to the show. Todd, how are you doing today? Chris, how are you? Doing great. So glad to have you here and, you know, uh, talking about this important topic. I know you have a program that you had launched not too long ago, you know, with the Career Catalyst. And so let's just talk a little bit about, you know, you know, you know, people's careers and strategies and what are some of the things that, you know, have worked or not worked and what you're doing now better to help people in what you provide through the Career Catalyst. Okay. Well, there, there's... um there's quite a few different things that that help people have a successful career. Uh, like you said, I'm a recovering engineer. So my first 10 or 15 years, boots on the ground, 
kind of what I call a knuckle dragging engineer trying to figure out everything for yourself, <laughs> potentially reinventing the wheel, always thinking, well, if I don't do this, I'm not doing my job. So you spend a lot of time, uh, you know, making your bones, figuring out by trial and error. And then, um, you know, that was my first 10 or 15 years. Then I recognized I worked for a strategy consulting company actually up there in Connecticut in your neck of the woods. And for the first time, I got to see what it meant to have a, a standard body of knowledge that was, you know, already comprised of best practices. You know, wow, these battles are, they've already been fought and won. Why am I trying to do all this for myself? But you know, that led to another six to eight years, strategy consulting, data management, uh, software systems selections, being on site with a lot of different clients, doing a ton of business assessments. Um, so those are two of my those moving from an engineer into a strategy consulting role and recognizing there's already tremendous bodies of knowledge out there. You need to be smart enough to see those, accept them and, and leverage them. So let me pause there and see if that's gotten a question or two, maybe on your side of the equation. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of times I definitely, you know, I, I always feel that, you know, people always tend to, you know, gravitate towards you know, the, the same old thing, like, like, you know, what they, whatever they've been conditioned to do or been led to believe. And, and in today's, you know, world, in terms of your career, you, you, you know, you're responsible. Nobody else is you're responsible. And there are great resources out there like yourself. So what I would ask is like, what would, what, how can we challenge people to think differently when they approach their career in, in a strategic way, you know? For a, for a lot of people, they, they, they're under a certain amount of pressure just to get a degree. And so they spend time getting a degree. They don't necessarily know what to do with that degree or you finish up your, you know, your, your high school education, those types of things. And you just get started. You get started with your career. And if you, if you play the game the way a lot of people expect you to, you, you start your career, you start a family, you buy a bunch of stuff, you get in debt, then you're just kind of yeah. stuck and you're into that that grind of the wheel for the next five, 10 or however many years. But you know what what happens, your career ultimately unfolds in, in three different phases. So your first phase, the first you know, five, 10 years, uh, what do I do? How do I do it? What are my, uh, I guess, bona fides or what am I known for? So you're building some level of knowledge. And then the next 10 to 15 years, am I am I making enough money? Is this a good fit for me? And then your last 10 to 15 years, you're kind of into your golden years. Leave me alone. I'm I'm trying to figure out when I can retire, those types of things. But you know what what I've recognized is you always assume somebody's going to take you under their wing and show you how things work. That's not necessarily the case. A few people wind up with that, but um, there's a natural logical progression for how things work. Uh, most people never really consider, hey, I can sit down and, and design what I believe my career needs to be. I can design and build my behaviors that are going to help me resonate and have the right presence in, within the people I'm working with. So we're always selling ourselves or our products. A lot of people, I'm not sales. I don't want to be sales. Well, reality, we're always selling ourselves all the time. You're selling yourself into your current job, your current market, your next opportunities. Um, but what what we look to do is to give people an understanding of kind of what's the logical progression? What are the skills and skill sets you ultimately need to have that I call them, what are you taking to effortless? And so once you 
taking something effortless and people recognize well, that's what this person does. That's what we would hire them for. And then beyond effortless, you, you start to navigate into, into just things that you can truly excel at. You can, you can it, kind of in a flash in an instant, in a lot of cases, summarize, understand where, where things are, what needs to happen, how things to, can move or why they can't move. And just, just having that all at your fingertips and having somebody share with you how that works or how it might work or could have worked. And, and what I, what I recognize today in a lot of cases, what wouldn't work yesterday can well work today or tomorrow. And what used to work won't work. So you got to constantly reinvent yourself. And, uh, you know, my experience, there's, there's four elements that people must have. We've talked about one of them, which is, bringing some some level of subject matter expertise to the table. And then uh, you really have to understand conceptually where that fits with wherever you're trying to embed yourself within a career. So if, uh, if you've got skills, say you're, uh, you're a tradesperson, you've got skills within an HVAC company, obviously you're going to work on, on those types of things. Uh, now, if you've got HVA skills and you work in a manufacturing facility, that can be a really good thing, too, because now you're working on those those pieces of equipment here and there. Uh, but you need you need to bring something special to the table. It's subject matter expertise. You have to conceptually understand where's that fit? How does it fit? And if you're not a good fit for an organization, you don't conceptually understand where your skills, skill sets and that fits. You're just likely going to be chewed up and spit out. And then the the next part is being able to communicate. You have to effectively communicate your value up, down, and across the organization. I've known a very, I've known a lot of very brilliant people that, but they they didn't conceptually understand how or where they fit within the organization, or even if they did that, they couldn't communicate effectively. And to me, communication is about agreeing what's important and how are we going to progress around those measures. And then the last one I talked about a little bit, it's a, it's a term I call fluidity. I thought I had invented it, but you can actually look it up now. It's a word. But fluidity is kind of like understanding what I was talking about. What used to work doesn't work. What I wanted to do couldn't happen now, but it might happen in the future. So you you have things at the ready. Uh, so I've been, I've been in situations before I couldn't get any money to make a specific improvement. And then here comes a program that's been funded at the corporate level. So I just change semantics and attach myself to that, and you've got a blank check. Uh, but all of those are things you, you learn with time, you learn with bumps and bruises and the knocks. And, and we're, back in the day, you got christened by fire, and that's how you made your that's how you made your bones, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. So, what would you advise? You know, you know, uh, Todd. You know, somebody listening right now, live here on the show. Um, we'll also have plenty of people that listen to the show later. You know, on demand. What would be like? You know, like you talked a little bit about. You know, some of the things that are different moving forward, and how we have to break some of these conventional ways of how we look at it. What would be the first step that you would say? Like, I know you mentioned a few things there, but what would be that first step that you think would it just be awareness, like what you're sharing right now, getting getting some new this information and start you know, either to, you know, look at people like yourself, you know, resources that can help them get more structure and better results long-term, or if, you know, if they're planning to do it themselves. Well, this one, if you would have asked me this question, I don't know, as, as just as recent as five years ago, if you would ask me, and I have a different answer to what I would kind of purport right now. Yeah. 
one of the things that I find helps people is for them to actually dig in and understand their values. And when I say that, it it sounds it sounds simple enough, but if you've ever uh, if you've ever been through an exercise around your values, you start to understand understand what you'll what you'll compromise, what you won't. And one of the, one of the exercises we did was with a professor, I think, out of Columbia University, but an organization I was with. You walk into a conference room. There's a there's these conference tables. I don't know six foot six foot round conference tables, and there's a group of 30, 40 people in there. And there's just a bunch of three five three by five index cards shuffled around on all these different tables. And the exercise is to the, the cards are face down. You're to go to the table and, and draw out seven cards. And you look at those seven cards and there's there's values on there. So if you if you Google values, you get a list on 150, 300 values that people espouse. But the exercise was to look at those seven cards. And then you mingle amongst the group. And if, if you don't like your value, you tried to trade it for somebody else's value. And then they would say, well, I like my value. I'm not going to give that one up for you. And then some people you could trade. So you did a kind of a round robin. You do one and then you say, oh, boy. And then you, you'd switch up and go to a different table. But through this exercise, you start learning, well, what are my values? Somebody else has got a value I want, but they won't trade me for the card. And then finally, after the set, but I think about midway through the second round, I'm like, well, this is nonsense. <laughs> I got out my notebook and I wrote down my values and I actually, I actually keep those. I've laminated them on a piece of, on a, on a, on a, on what would be a small business card. I know we're radio. You can't see this, but I'll tell you my values. And I, these, these are bookended, but my first one is mindfulness and mindfulness just means. If we're going to engage, we're going to do business. I expect you to kind of think about what's going on, how's it going on. I like to be around people that are thinking, that are engaging. Uh, I don't need everybody to think exactly like I do. I appreciate a lot of different opinions. If I get ten people around me and 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 all all ten have the same opinion, I don't need nine of them. But I expect mindfulness, and that's kind of the the element around ClearPeg: being mindful. Uh, the other elements here are authenticity. I don't like fake people. I don't like people that pretend. And that's kind of authenticity, be authentic. That, that just kind of it. But I, I like real people. You can sit down, you can have a conversation, whether it's, you know, going for a bike ride or having a beer or whatever it happens to be. I like real people in real time. The other one for me is acknowledgement. If I'm putting it, if I'm leaving it all out there on the field and I'm playing a good game and a hard game, I don't need somebody patting me on the back all the time, but it feels pretty good when somebody says, hey, like what you did, saw what you did. They're kind of specific on, on what happened. Everybody likes to be acknowledged. So when you think about people in the workforce that they don't feel acknowledged, they don't feel appreciated, they can kind of zip out the door on you. Uh, the other one for me is achievement. I get up every day. I've got to achieve something. I know that's you as well. You're better at that than me in a lot. You're up at five o'clock in the morning hitting the gym and you're just going at it. So every day we're doing something. We are achieving or you don't feel completed. Uh, the other one I like is change. I get bored pretty easy. If you look at me and like I've, I've reinvented myself no less than five times. That doesn't mean I just bounce all over the place, but I like change. I've traveled the world that way. I've had a lot of different business opportunities, functional areas, but I love change. 
I love being creative. That's another of my values. I love to create something new. I love to figure things out. As a as a recovering engineer, I've still got to jump in there and, and rebuild a pump or a motor or work on my bicycle. There's other people I won't let them work on my bicycle, right? That's another way I kind of check and balance something. Would I let this person work on my bicycle? If the answer is no, we might have a problem. Uh, the other one for me is continuous learning. You've listened to me babble around a whole lot, but you're always learning. And now it's you learn fast, you unlearn fast, you relearn. You have to adjust yourself to what's happening in the world with whatever cultures around you. And then I have found over the years, I typically have to adjust myself to get to where we can agree and communicate what's important with someone else. I cannot, I cannot change a culture or I can't, like if I'm working with somebody from India or KSA or the UK, we're just, I can't, I can't change the way they think. I have to adapt myself and that's continuous learning. And the other book in for me is playfulness and fun. Life, you can't take yourself too seriously. You can't take life too seriously, but playfulness and fun. But my bookends are mindfulness, playfulness, and fun. And when we engage, I don't care if it's at the C-suite or, or boots on the ground, I love engaging with all different kinds of people. Uh, we go out to dinner. My wife will get a little bit, well, you're a little bit too friendly. Or you, you went, I'm like, people, people love having conversations. So let's have some fun. It's not that crazy. But when you get somebody to actually look through their values and force rank them, you understand what's important. And when you have life changing events, you have a death in the family, you yeah. have someone that's sick, you go through a new marriage, a divorce, you go through, you have a child. You can be very career driven initially, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to, the moment you have a child or something, now everything just changes. Now you're into financial yeah. security, all those other pieces. But anyway, I don't know if you've ever thought about values, but what oh, I thought uh, about you, values yeah. are a big, big part of everything. Uh, well, it's it's the premise of the foundation I teach. So we're aligned in so many ways because it's mindset and connecting on shared values, and it's so important. And uh yeah i i can't agree with you more and i i want to expand a little bit more on that we just gotta we have about uh 20 30 seconds to the break but i know i uh, you got lots more to share here todd in regards to this particular area and we'll definitely when we come back we'll pick up where where you left off there and go into some other areas that you i know you're going to be bringing a lot of value again we're talking about the career catalyst for professionals uh, with todd white if you're just joining us again, you can listen to the show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice America Business Channel. Uh, we got to go to break, everybody, but when we come right back, we got more to come. Career Catalyst for Professionals. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. 
You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. We're talking about career catalysts for professionals. This is all about really, you know, great New, new ways to look at strategy in your career. And again, doing a deeper dive into how you go about doing that. And we're here with Todd White, who is an expert and uh, with ClearPeg and has a program in this area that can help people strategize better to make better informed decisions on where their career is and where it's going. You'll find out more about that here later in the third segment. Todd, you had talked, you provided some really key points about, you know, some things that oftentimes people may be aware of on some level, but not not when they really think about how that applies to the career. And they were such, such key things that you had covered. I love the fact that when you talked about values and sometimes when we can get, when we can be in a conversation with someone uh, and something now kind of goes, you know, not, you know, like it kind of gets off track, so to speak. Talk a little bit about, again, values and how that can quickly get us realigned if we're able to connect on those shared values. And that's an excellent point, because what, what I have learned with time, uh, it's it's not everybody's looking for a confrontation, but sometimes things can get confrontational or a bit uh, a bit sideways, what I call upside down. And so you're you're trying to win somebody over. You're making an internal pitch and you say, well, you know, we we really need to get this done, or you're trying to convince some you. There's some point of there's some point where there's a disagreement or an inability to kind of move forward. And so, if I understand my values, like for me, it's mindfulness and it's playing around, having a little bit of fun. Somebody says, I don't really want to be bothered. But I had a young lady tell me one time, "Listen, I'm not a wire. I'm a doer. Just tell me what you want me to do." Don't keep asking me, well, you hear the five whys, why, why, why? I don't want to just tell me what you need me to do. Let me go. There's other times when you look into like people that are big into data analytics and what I call the God of correctness. There's there's only one way. It's the right way. I know it's the right way. And listen to me because that's what we have to do. Well, the business is trying to do something else. Right. But when you understand their values, now I, I don't have to change my values, but once I understand what their values are, I stand a better chance of aligning with them and not irritating them or pushing them away from their values. And if I can get them to understand mine, now we've got a better place to start to have a conversation. Wow. Yeah, it's so true. I I'm a big advocate of, you know, connecting on shared values. Even if you have even if you have biases, which people do, and sometimes it's hard to suspend biases, and we, we can still connect somewhere on a shared value. We don't always have to agree 
with everybody or even necessarily like someone. But if we, but if we're put into a situation that we have to, you know, solve a problem, create a, a solution that if we have the ability to connect on those shared values, we, we have that chance to, to make that happen. Talk a little bit about also, Todd, a little bit about like when people are asked oftentimes, especially in networking or anytime you're on a Zoom call or anytime you're introduced to somebody, what do you do? <laughs> we get that question a lot. How, especially when it, when we're talking about our career, what, where, where, where are some things you can share some valuable insights, what to do with that? Well, you know, what I have found, and again, I've I've reinvented myself no less than five times, so we can go on with a lot of stories. But I was talking <laughs> with a guy, it's been a couple of years ago now. He said, man, you're, you're a really great guy. You've done a lot of cool stuff, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what to hire you for. What is it you do? And that, that just kind of twists you around a little bit. And I'm like, well, I better get to where I can explain that because if people don't know what to hire me for, I'm not going to have much to do. Uh, but when when you ask what does ClearPeg do, it's it's really we're, we're focused on coaching, um, but but people don't buy coaching; they're buying access to information or or resources to give them an advantage. People don't buy a course. We've mentioned the course Maven on Maven.com for Career Catalyst, but people don't buy a course. They're not going to pay big dollars for a course that doesn't do something for them. They're looking for an advantage. So what do we do? We give people an advantage, specifically an advantage around getting a jump start or catalyzing their career. And that really just primes people for our one-on-one offering space where people are like, I like this. I do need a, I need a safe place to have a conversation. And we all want that. We all need that. But what people will do, they're afraid. If I'm new, if I'm new to your business, I'm new, just fresh out of university. Even if I've been there 10 or 15 years, you've watched before. Uh, what's what's uh, what's non-judgmental and uh, today, six months or a year from now, can become career-ending or relationship-limiting, right? So you just don't. So people don't share; they kind of shut down. But that's why the coaching is so important because now you've got a, a safe place to have the conversation. You can get unstuck. What some people say, you can generate ideas. You can have a decision partner. And those things are important, but we look to give people an advantage. And well, why do people need an advantage? Well, they're struggling with a lot of different things. And when you start talking about people, you know, with, with years under their belt, but at a certain point, people they start struggling with when is it that I need to move beyond my functional role of expertise? Is there a right time for that? How do I know? And can I do it within my current organization, or do I need to make a you know to make a different move? And then some people are pivoting from what I call a doer. So you're proving you're moving from an execution, you know, day by day thing, more of a strategic role. As you become more strategic in your roles and your responsibilities, you're, you'll almost always continue to be a doer on certain things. But if you're just doing all the time, you've you've maxed out at 24 seven. That's all you can do. And then really about developing your own personal brand. We hear that's, I hear more and more about that, but what's your brand? What, again, what do you, are you crisp, clean, professional? Oh, sometimes that's perfectly like right now we're on radio and we're, we're doing Zoom. But if I'm sitting here in a three-piece suit and a tie, you're like, come on, man, what's wrong with you? If I'm working in a hospital, I've got to have on a suit and tie or I don't have the street cred. If you're in a power plant in the middle of Kansas, you show up out there, 
you can't even wear anything other than cotton because it's a dangerous situation. They want you in jeans. So I was working with them. I went out there for a week and wound up on site for eight weeks doing a lot of different things. Finally, this guy said, man, I just wish you would wear blue jeans. That's what we're all comfortable with. But you got to figure out what's my brand, what's my strategy, where does it work, how do I move and navigate around that? And then navigating an organization's political environment. Organizations are always political. We just got around that in some ways in values, but you got all these people jockeying for position or status or protecting their domain and understanding and navigating that are things. Again, there's no absolute answers, but you hear certain things from different people. I was speaking with a young lady about initiative you know, a while back, but there's five different levels of initiative, but you'd think everybody wants a lot of initiative all the time. Sometimes, no. I'm a manager. That decision is mine. Don't you dare. You stay in your box. Don't you? They're, they're very insecure. They feel threatened. But there's, those are political things. You need to understand that. Either stay under the radar and, and you know limit yourself or figure, how do I navigate around this, right? But they're out there. And then securing career champions. This is a critical one. You need people in your corner that can advise you, whether it's uh, could be a local organization, could be uh, could be your church, could be speakers club, could be a good family friend or what have you. Could be somebody internal within the organization has kind of taken a liking to you. But you need you need to be securing some career champions that can help you understand the do's and the don'ts and what happens. And the other one I find people struggle with is the the ability to say yes, and more specifically, the ability to say no. Mm. So when you when you start understand when I say yes to something, that means I'm saying no to something else. And the more deliberate I am about certain things, and I can respectfully learn how to say no without saying no, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. And, uh, Here's here's a good one. Administrative assistant kept coming to me asking to work overtime on the weekends because she had a project to do and couldn't get it done. I'm like, well, why are you having to work overtime? Well, people keep coming to my desk and asking me to do this and asking me to do that and asking me to do something else. I said, well, why are you doing those things? That's not that's not your role. It's not your responsibility. Well, they need to get it done, and I like to help them. I'm like, well, that's fine, but don't be coming to me asking for overtime. I want you to say no. When somebody asks you, I want you to tell them no. I said, and furthermore, I expect you to keep score. Man, did she get angry with me? She couldn't, she couldn't stand to say no. But once she, I said, you're going to bring me your scorecard every week and there better be some no's on here or else. But it finally, she got to understand me saying no to to things that don't need to be on my plate freed up her time got her focused but she was not a happy camper because she she was always used to to working overtime and getting kudos for all she was doing extra I'm like no let's not do that anymore right absolutely no you're great you're great you gave, you gave some really good information especially for people that have made transitions in their careers maybe more than once and in today's world, that's that's a reality. Would you say it's safe to say? I mean, today, more than ever, jobs are being reduced in some areas, and, and we have to adapt to what is, not what we think it should be. So that, you know, when you talked about a lot of those values and mindfulness and, you know, all these things, being playful and 
we have to be able, you know, to really go with the flow and be able to adapt to these situations. And it's, uh, you can go from being very, very successful in one area and then, hey, business, business dynamics have shifted. We need you to go do such and such. And you either, you jump over, let me do that. Well, now I'm not as strong as I used to be. I need some help in that getting ramped up to speed. Or you go, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. That doesn't fit. That's not my, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, okay, you don't do that. Now you, somebody else will do something. But now you, now maybe you're not in that organization anymore. That's fine. You say, all I do is is new recruits. All I do is new talent acquisition. I, I'm not going into sales and marketing, but, you know, and everybody's different in that. But I, and when I was with the systems integrator doing, uh, you know, man, doing development role in China. And when that, I was like, hey, it's time for me to get out of China. Let's let's plan on that. Next thing I know, I'm being asked to take over global HR. I'm like, go oh, how long do I have to decide? Well, our first meeting is in 45 minutes. If you're in, that's okay. If not, we'll find something else. Hey, I'm in. <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> HR, right? That's a lot of fun, fun to learn. But while I was doing where I'm going with this one, Chris, is I'm doing that role. And within within my reporting structure is new talent acquisition. So new talent acquisition went from, hey, we're ramping up and staffing stuff globally to things change real quick. You don't need this new talent acquisition because it's, and it's like there was an interest from one of my one of my people talking about. He'd gone to it. He'd been invited to a conference. It was more of a business development and a sales role. He'd taken a like into that. And I'm like, well, I've moved him over to a P and L owner that's more into sales and business development and marketing. And again, this guy, this guy's not afraid of anything, right? <laughs> He's a sports guy. All this. I'm like, hey man. Are you, You've expressed some interest in here. Would you be okay shifting in that direction? He's like, yeah, I am. And then when I brought it up to the leadership team, though, are you nuts? You could take that from new talent acquisition and move him over to sales. I'm like, he's not afraid of any of it. He's got good relationships. I believe he'll be just fine. And so he moved over into that role. But it was great because you you're selling in a new talent acquisition role and recruiting, you're selling an organization to people out there in general. So now when you talk about business development and a sales role within a company, you already know so much about, it's a great move, but you have to take advantage of those types of things. But yes, people move into new roles and new, new opportunities. They often get blindsided. They don't know what's about to come next. And we start sharing those types of stories Oh well, I didn't know that was happening. I see it's happening now. And once they expect it, you help keep them calm. You keep them energized. I, I don't. I don't like this thing about motivating. I don't think you can motivate anybody. You got to create the oh, right environment. I agree. Uh, you can't motivate. It, it's discipline. <laughs> discipline and con being consistent over d motivation any day. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. No. Great. Great. Great insights that you shared. Uh, Anything else like that you think that would be worth talking about part of this process? Like when people are, again, taking the time to do things differently, to get different results in their career, anything else that, that would be part of this process worth, you know, spending some time, you know, creating some awareness and some more, uh, you know, more information for them to kind of d dive into? Well, one of the things that always registers with with people when we start talking about human engagement, and we talked a little bit around communication, 
And most people have probably heard, you know, around the, the DISC methodology or Myers-Briggs or whatever it be. But uh, once you understand how human engagement matters and it's around communication, it's observable trends in communication. What do you typically see? Do they think fast? Do they think slow? Are they open or closed in their demeanor? Are they people or task oriented? And then when you start having those conversations, a lot of people never thought through that piece. But actually within the cohort, just this uh, actually just past Tuesday, in our second session, I introduced the concept and walked through the, the disc profile. But then we assigned some some animal characters to it. So it was a lion and a peacock and a, and a turtle and a dove. And so then just those just those animal pictures kind of conjure up what is there. And uh, one of the young ladies in the cohort, she's actually uh, she's in Eastern Europe. But she's a project manager, a young project manager, very energized. But she's like, she's like, well, yeah, I'm a this and my clients that we're on opposite ends. I need to start thinking about this. Right. But it's it's that level of awareness. Human engagement matters. I cannot force you to think faster. I can't force you to think slower. And if I know you're a quick thinker, I better get to my point fairly short into the conversation or it's, it's game off. If you're slow, I got to give you some time. You might need to sleep on it for a day or two. Now, if you just, if you're very quick and you got to get tasked, like that young lady said, I'm not a wire, I'm a doer. If I keep asking her why, and I'm just going to lose it. I give her something to do, whether it was get me, get me a meeting with this CEO. I just, okay, well, go do this. Boom, 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 done. But that's where you start understanding where people, how do they play? And then we talk about cognition. I don't know if you've ever talked between cognition and metacognition. Yeah. Can you talk? Can you talk a little? I mean, I know we got to go. We got to we have to go to break here in a couple of minutes. But if you want to start on that, we, or we, we can wait till we come back after the break. Yeah, we better wait because I can get long winded. You might have to. Let, drag let, me let, off let, the all right. Box. So let's do that. <laughs> so how about we before we get into that? Uh, we got a minute left. If you want to sum up what you shared, and then we can go right into uh, that, because I really like to discuss that. If you could sum up for the listeners a little bit more uh, to what you just shared in the second second half. On the, the human engagement? or people, Yeah, yes. People buy an advantage. They don't buy a course or, or a coach. They're looking to buy an advantage. Why now? Because people are struggling at some point or they wouldn't be looking for a coach or somebody to help them go forward. And how do you do it? You find the right relationship with someone you can work for and, and with that uh, you can share your point of view and ask good questions and, uh, and help get somebody to get you unstuck with good ideas and be a decision partner. Uh, I love it. Love it. So this is great. We got more to come here with Todd White, Career Catalyst for for professionals. Again, uh, you can listen to this show in its entirety here late, later today. Todd has shared a lot of great golden nuggets, but we'll be right back after the break. More to come with Todd. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back. We're here talking about career catalysts for professionals. Today's show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. Again, you can find out more information about Alumni Direct and what they're doing to build communities around people that maybe you've known in the past and meeting new people for the first time. Takes all the noise out of social media. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. Again, if you're just joining us, you can listen to this show in its entirety here later today here at the Voice America Business Channel. And again, we encourage you absolutely to do so because there is some great nuggets and information that Todd White has shared here. And you're going to get to know a little bit later here in the show, uh, how you can get in contact with Todd. Todd, we at, towards the end of the last segment, you were talking a little bit about this these uh, terms of cognition and metacognition, and you know, I really would like to dive into that because you know, cognition is all about knowing, right? We, when we know know something, either either about ourselves or about situations or just about anything, and obviously that that that's a that could play a role in what we do in our careers. And then you got the, you know, the meta, metacognition, you know, is knowing if you know or not and can how and can both exist together, but in many cases in real life, they don't. So can you do a little bit deeper dive into that and share some insights with the live audience here and those that will be listening later? Oh yeah, this one, this one can get dangerous real quick. So if if I offend somebody, you'll just have to let it roll. <laughs> <laughs> so cognition is knowing. Now I ran well, I ran across this cognition, metacognition thing maybe 20 years ago, and I just grabbed stuff that resonates and I, I put it, I filed it away, and then I started hearing again a few years back with people like uh Carolyn Leaf. Uh she's a she's a mental health professional, PTSD recover, but she gets into metacogs, but Anyway, cognition is knowing, and what's ruined so many people today, myself included, is, hey, Siri, tell me such and such. Let me Google that. Let me AI something else. So you think you know, but you really don't know. And so cognition could be, hey, Chris, uh, we're going to go to Mexican food here because I like Tex-Mex here in Texas. And when we're done, you've been talking about building your house, so we're going to go to Lowe's, and you go in there and get everything you need. Well, in theory, you know, but in reality, you don't. So yeah, cognition is knowing. Metacognition is knowing you know it or you don't know it. 
or I used to know it, but I forgot it. Like I'm a, me- a recovering mechanical engineer. I cut my teeth on on calculus and algebra and differential equation. If you threw a differential equation at me now, you might as well go fly a kite because I wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> now I could go back and relearn it, but if there's a, if there's something needs to be solved now, I'm going to ask somebody else to do those things. But metacognition is knowing what you know, knowing what you don't know, knowing what you used to know and have forgotten and can brush up on it, or knowing somebody that knows what I don't know that can help me fill in those blanks. Now, the the other tricky element here of cognition is a lot of people have been ruined early on that they've been professed as geniuses. They've gotten big scores on big tests and those things. But what people have, so when I say they've been, lots of times you talk about critical thinking now, less than 4% of university graduates, now I've, I've taken this story, uh, taking this fact out of a book I read on the critical thinking crisis in America, but this guy says, Less than 4% of, of graduates can actually pass a critical thinking test. Wow. Now, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty telling, right? So when, when you're into that metacognition thing, knowing what you know, knowing what you don't know, and thinking critically about solving a problem, this is a huge differentiator when you can weave and bob and jab around these things and have kind of a, I call it a, no, a, a polite and respectful, no BS kind of an attitude. Because I can pull a thread. Somebody can tell me they know something, and I can ask two or three questions around it. Well, I'm not sure you do, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so you know, when you think about this, like cognition, and, and when you look at this, how important is this? Something that we should put emphasis in 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 our careers, like knowing certain things, and you know what you just described. I mean. On a scale of one to ten, how do you think how important this really, you know, is? Because a lot of people, again, are, might just be hearing this for the first time and going, "Wow, is that really important?" But if you I'd can share that, on on a scale from one to ten, it's no less than a twelve. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you think I just wanted it. to solidify the importance yeah. of this and, and you, why it's so important. Yeah, you think you think about it because when you're speaking with someone and you know a subject, I know you walk into businesses and you make a you make a promise right up front. We will save you this much or or else, right? Yeah. Well, you can go in and touting a bunch of stuff you've read off of a Google or something else, and you know you're not you're not you don't really know anything. But when you walk in from a metacognitive perspective, I know this. I don't know that, but I'm going to dig in and find it out. I did dig in and found it out to a certain level. Now I'm going to bring in my engineer. I'm going to bring in my accounting people. I'm going to bring in some data analytics. I'm going to get more stuff and I'm going to feed that to the client, what have you. But it's so important for the metacognition piece. It breeds credibility. It it creates your ability to sing and dance and navigate things. And it also means (laughs) you don't need to put on any show. You can admit very quickly. I know that. I don't know it. And that's one of the things from my management style a long time ago. It's, I don't know, I'll find out. I do know, and it's none of your business because you don't need to know. Or, <laughs> I don't know, you don't know, and we're not going to, we're not, we don't need to pursue that one anyway whatsoever. But you know, when when you when you fact accept that I know, I don't know, I'll tell you, I won't tell you. That's pretty. That's pretty liberating. But metacognition kind of gets you there, and then you recognize. Where's the best time and energy for me to spend my space? 
And if, if I, I don't need to know that, but I, the, the most successful people I know, they know what they know, what they don't know. And, oh, I know somebody, I know a professional negotiator. I know somebody that's really great at, at doing websites and, and getting those things just done, done. I don't want to have to worry about that. I don't want to have to be a professional at building my website for my company. I want somebody else to do that guaranteed. And I know it's done. So, but yeah, to me, it's on a scale from one to 10, it's a 12. And if you've never thought about it, you've never looked at it. It might be, it might be a good space to, to, to spend some time. Got it. Got it. Well, that's great stuff. Now, anything else like, you know, when you, when you talk about, you know, you know, career with getting back to the career stuff, what are some other things that you feel like based upon what you just talked about could be other areas that can kind of bring this full circle for them to really start being more in control over their career or just about anything, you know, you know, it doesn't have to be just a career, but, but that's what the subject of most, most of obviously our discussion is, but what can really, you know, allow us to be more in control of that? To me, it, it starts with the recognition. Again, I think we've talked about growth-minded at some point, but being a subject matter expert, being 100% accountable, not being afraid of failure, willing to put in the effort, and then uh, not being concerned with what others have. Those are all great things. Now, in, in connection with that, you need to, to really be deliberate. You should understand, here are my expectations. We can talk about the 80-20 rule. I think, you know, where 20% of your efforts get you 80% of your results, that's pretty powerful. If you're wasting your time on 80% that only gets you 20, that's not so powerful. But when you think about aiming high, deliberately aiming high, then even if you miss, you've still been pretty successful. But if you're aiming low, you don't really have any expectations, you don't have a point of view, you're just kind of leaving your career to chance and maybe what somebody else kind of thinks you might be doing. Uh, but, you know, I like to think in terms of uh, actually I was on a, I do a lot of networking, but I was on a call. It's been several months back. And one of the, one of the breakout sessions was tell people what's your superpower. So if I were to ask you, what's your superpower? And I just put you on the spot. What's your superpower? Yeah. My superpower. I mean, with me is the ability to really, you know, understand, listen to understand others. My train, you know, it's the transparency and the ability to be, uh, you know, that, you know, through my honesty, be able to, you know, build that rapport quickly that people feel comfortable sharing with me things that could be holding them back. Uh, that's how, especially has worked very well with me in my executive coaching, as well as when I'm doing business acceleration strategy, especially with sometimes difficult people, you know, uh, you know, in the beginning when you're working with them. Yeah. So that's a good question when you ask about your career. And what do you want to be known for? And you may not know exactly what your superpower is right now. I think if you look to your values, you look to your, those other things that, that work for you, you can start to understand that. But, you know, to me, my superpower is building teams, building people, professional development. That's my thing. Uh, regardless of the, the five times I've invented, reinvented or whatever myself, I've always enjoyed and thrived on watching others grow giving them new opportunities, watching for that eyes light up moment, right? That that to me is a pretty powerful thing. Wow, that's great. You know what you're sharing, Todd, and and this is so important. And I I know we have about, you know, four minutes left in the show, and I wanted to see in this next two minutes, 
anything that you want either want to add or sum up to what you've talked about to really bring this full circle that you know that people that have been listening from start to finish or just kind of came in but get the gist of what we've been talking about today can really now walk away from this and say hey i know this is the first this is what i'm going to be doing i'm going to th- th- what i'm going to take what i've learned here and begin to apply it and of course we want them to reach out to you cuz we want to get more information about how they can learn about uh you know career catalyst uh, uh, on maven well, I appreciate it again. Thank you for having me on today. I think one of the first things that to register with people is nobody has all the answers. Anybody tells you they have all the answers is is either crazy or they're, or they're up to something, right? So don't don't think anybody has all the answers. But the other thing is you do not have to go it alone. Recognize you're not out here all by yourself. Uh, and one of the, one of the cohort people actually gave that as a feedback. Wow, there's 12 people in this cohort, and they're all trying to figure out what's their next best move or what have you. But you know, stop trying to go it alone. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Whether whether it's Clearpeg or anyone else, find someone that that has a that has a background that you can engage with, that you can build a working relationship. So find a coach, find a mentor, find somebody that can show you the ropes. You don't have to reinvent the wheel, but you do have to put new tires on your car every now and then, or you might be driving off-road or running a different race. But find somebody you can work with. Take advantage of that. Take ownership for your career. Nobody else will, Nobody has more interest in your career than you do. And the sooner you come to terms with that, I believe the better you'll be. You don't have to. Success means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. If your big number one value is family, make sure that comes first. Yeah. If your number one value is climbing the corporate ladder and making all the money in the world you can, well, that's that's a different set of things, right? But uh, and then I think you'd ask, you know, how to how to get in touch with me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, please. We, I love to get, yeah. know how people can get in touch with you, what you're up to, anything you'd like to offer here in the next minute or so. Absolutely. So. um you can reach me at Todd at clearpeg.com. You can also go to the website clearpeg.com. If you're interested in learning more about the next cohort that'll be coming at some point in the future, you can go to maven.com and you can enter my name, Todd White, or you can enter clearpeg, or you can enter supercharge your career, and those things will come up in Maven. Maven's a great repository. There's there's 400 plus courses on there. So don't just think you need to look at only career catalysts per, for professionals. Jump in there, uh, have a go at it, take ownership for your career. Well, thank you so much, Todd, for being here and taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Uh, this was just some really valuable information and offered so much value here. We want to personally thank you for taking time to be here from Sustainable Success. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Look forward to our next conversation offline. We always have some good ones. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Count on that. And again, we highly encourage everybody to get, you know, take advantage of getting to know Todd White, reach out to him on LinkedIn, reach out to him on his email and website and learn more about Career Catalyst. This is a great program that can really help you take your career to the next level and save you a lot of time. So we highly encourage listeners to get, you know, to know about it and actually get it in your hands. Uh, reach out to Todd. If you have any questions, you could also reach out to us. If you'd like to put, uh, us to put you in touch with Todd, we can do that as well. Till then, everybody, have a great rest of your week. We wish everybody much success, the sustainable success way. And we'll see you next Thursday from 3 to 4 East Coast time 
12 to 1 Pacific Standard Time. With that being said, everyone, have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning into Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an incredible week.